Now, most of you might think that lube is only for, I don't know, older women who get dry down there or for couples who've been having sex with each other for such a long time that nobody gets excited anymore. But that is not true. Sometimes you need a little bit of extra help. Maybe you're going for one of those marathon sex sessions. Maybe you're doing some anal. Maybe um, you're trying out a new toy. But sometimes you really need lube. But you don't want to go and buy that shitty store-bought um, drugstore lube that, you know, smells weird, might burn you, gets sticky, is just all around really gross. I've been working in the porn industry for over 20 years, and I got to tell you that performers are very particular about their lube. They know the stuff that works well, and everybody loves this new lube called Woo that I've been bringing to set. It's all organic, it's non-GMO, it's antifungal, it's antibacterial, and it tastes and smells delicious. So trust me, if it works for porn sets, it's going to work perfectly for you at home. So you guys definitely want to try out this new lube called Woo. That's W-O-O. And you can go to wooforplay.com to pick up your bottle. And if you enter a discount code HOLLY, you will get 10% off plus free domestic shipping. So that's wooforplay.com, W-O-O-F-O-R-P-L-A-Y.com and enter discount code HOLLY for your special deal. Trust me, you will not regret it. Today on the show, I have transgender performer Eva Paradis. She is from Italy. She has a beautiful accent, and she is the first male-to-female transgender star that I've had on the show. So I have a ton of questions for her. I'm very excited that she's here. So let's introduce Eva Paradis on Holly Randall Unfiltered. Eva, thank you so much for coming on. It is such a pleasure to have you. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. I want to say, uh, first of all, I already love this woman because she's so far complimented my ass, <laughs> my voice, and you know we've got uh, we've got a whole like other hour. You could come up with some other amazing things that you want to say about me. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so thank you again so much for coming on. Um, I'm very excited to have you here. Mm-hmm. And um, ha- you now you are Italian, and I yes, feel I like am. people can hear that kind of right away from your incredibly sexy voice accent. Oh Lord, that's so strong. I which know. I love it. Do do you love your accent though? Right? I actually don't like my accident. Uh, my accident. <laughs> <laughs> my accent. By I don't. Uh, I know that people like. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't bother me anymore. In the beginning, it was a little bit uh, annoying mm-hmm. because anytime I hear my voice, it's too much. Yeah. I think it, you know. a lot of people don't like the sound of their own voice. Yeah. It's like, because it sounds different in your head than exactly. it actually does. Right. But I think, I mean, so first of all, I got to preface all of this by saying I love Italy. It's like my favorite country in the world. Yeah, um, Italy's beautiful. It's so beautiful. I yeah. went there with my father. Um, God, like 15 years ago or something about like that. South, North. We went to Rome, uh, nice. N- Naples, Ooh, and, well, I'm com- uh, and Capri. Are you from Naples? I'm from Napoli, yes. Napoli. So, I know, I yeah. should say Napoli. I said Napoli when Capri I was there. Capri is amazing. Oh, uh, my God. That yeah, has got to be one of my beautiful. favorite places I've ever been. It's so beautiful. Yeah, I, mean, I know. Just the heady smell of the bougainvillea, you Ooh, know? God. And it's just like, it's so white and pristine. Yeah. And like, Oh my God! I it's cannot so wait amazing. to to visit uh, Italy again. So God. you're from you're from Napoli. Yes, I am. So why I'm is proud. everybody such a crazy driver over there? Well, in here they're not uh, <laughs> <laughs> lighter than nine. Um, let's say that we have a lot of traffic. People mm-hmm. are very uh, busy. The mm-hmm. city is very busy. Yes, there is a lot of people. Yes. Uh, if I compare Los Angeles to Naples, I can't uh, really see so much difference about mm-hmm. traffic, to be honest. Okay. Actually, it's uh, a little bit calmer in Italy than here. Yeah. In here, a little bit more crazy to people. I just remember like being in a taxi and like the whole time like closing my eyes and being like, <laughs> oh my God, you're going to kill us. Like the way that they, and actually this is, I've seen this in other places of Europe too. They drive so fast, but they're in control of their cars. But you, yeah. But you, you know? say that it was 15 years ago, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Now the law are changing. 
everything. Oh, really? So everything is a little bit more under control. Okay. They cannot speed uh, so much. There is more, much more low. And so, you yeah, because like people would now. run red lights all the time. Yeah, I had a friend actually who said there is no such thing as a red. Wait, what is it? Uh, there's what he said. There's no such thing as like a green, uh, green red. No, there's orange. no such thing. There's no such thing as a red light. There's just dangerous green. <laughs> That's what he called it. Dangerous God, I green. Know they, some people are crazy in that. They used to, but yeah. now thanks God things are getting better. But my city is wonderful. Yeah, and the people one are amazing. The one thing I noticed about Italy, um, and I've been to a lot of European countries, is that people are so friendly. Yeah, they very are friendly so friendly and very honest. Yes. Like they say whatever they think. Yes. They don't need to lie. Yes. Yeah. So and I, it's I, amazing. I appreciate that. And that is not something that you will find in LA because everyone in LA is full of shit. That's what I was <laughs> talking about with him. Actually. It is a shame because I actually love Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. I just don't like the way that people need to fake. Mm-hmm. On anything, yep. like uh, they barely know you. They pretend that they know you so much. Mm-hmm. They, they love you. They mm-hmm. miss you. Mm-hmm. Just because, you know, anyone in here, they need to have some something from somebody. Mm-hmm. And it's annoying. Come yeah. on, guys. Yeah. And also, too, like, you know that, like, if you have a party or something in L.A., like, everybody says that they'll come, but, like, half the people will show yeah, up. Yeah, exactly. That is, like, really, that we're super flaky over here. Yeah, I it's know. It's terrible. But I'm getting used to. Yeah, so, yeah. So, you know. Yeah, you'll get used to it. Yeah. So, now, is Napoli actually, is that really the birthplace of the margarita pizza? Is that true? It is. It is. Yeah. I got to say, the food in Italy was insane. Like, I didn't have a single bad meal there. It was incredible. No, the food is amazing. I actually try to... Maybe you're going to give me some suggestions about places to go to eat in here. Okay. girl, all the restaurants that I try in here... Oh, yeah. Italian. There is nothing Italian. In no. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Nothing Italian. I mean, I could give you some suggestions, but I feel I still feel like you're probably going to be disappointed. Girl, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, maybe one day I'm going to open a restaurant in here. You know what? I mean, that's a great idea. The real taste yeah. of Italy. Do you like to cook? Uh, I love to cook. Yeah? Of course. It's my, in my culture. Yes. When it comes to food, dog, God, girl. <laughs> <laughs> food and sex, I'm there. <laughs> Two of the only things in the world to live for. Exactly. So um, you are a uh, transgender star. Yes. So let's talk a little I'm bit. A star. Oh you are God, a star. Oh my God, that's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> um, you've been in the industry for like eight years now, eight right? Eight years, correct. Yes. So tell me a little bit about um, when did you know that you wanted, that you were in the wrong body, that you you should have been a woman and you were trapped in a man's body? When did you first have that Let's say idea? that when I get to this kind of question, mm-hmm. I tend to ask to the person, when did you start to know that you were a, a girl? I don't know. I guess it's ever you know, since it's, I was a kid because I was, con- you know, I was put in dresses. I was yeah, getting dolls. For me, it was a similar experience. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, you grow up, uh, you you to have you have the ten- tendency, mm-hmm. yes, to to like stuff that usually a boy doesn't like. Mm-hmm. And obviously, I couldn't express myself because I was a baby, so I didn't mm-hmm. uh, I didn't know why I was so attract to a Barbie, mm-hmm. to all this kind of stuff. And my mom, obviously, because yeah. I was a little boy yeah. and the only one. Okay. So she was trying to make me do the stuff that I didn't like. Right. So when you grow up, obviously, you start to make your choice and you mm-hmm. start to follow your path. So mm-hmm. uh, in the age of 16, illegally, mm-hmm. I start to take hormones. Okay. And all this stuff. When I was uh, 17, uh, finally my mom realized that, mm-hmm. uh, who I was. Right. And uh, I did my first press job. So I was very young. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that's it. And here I am now. <laughs> yeah. So did you find like, were you, was it a struggle for you growing up? Did you feel like you couldn't express yourself? No struggle at all. My mom was uh, a very open-minded girl. Oh, that's amazing. She was uh, a single mom. Mm-hmm. So... She, her heart was so pure and Mm -hmm. big that she could understand anyone. She understood me straight away. So she just uh, wanted me to be happy. 
That's amazing. So she gave me advice, uh, how to dress, all this kind of oh, stuff. So she great. was my best friend. She passed away, unfortunately, but oh. she was my best friend. That's incredible yeah. because, you know, I don't hear that story from a lot of people. I know, you especially know? in USA, the people mm-hmm. struggle a little bit more. Yes. Yeah. I know. We have definite ideas over here about like what people's gender roles should be. I mean, you can just see it in the news, you know, like all Yeah, the, I know. It's upsetting because I, I can see the different of the mentality in here. Mm-hmm. In Europe... Uh, to be honest, when I came first to USA, I thought, uh, you know, when when you are uh, from abroad, you tend to think of the American dream. Mm-hmm. Go, where is it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did you find it? <laughs> Can you point it at me? It's not I good mean, Italian food, that's for sure. <laughs> God, um, no, I mean, trans- trans- transgender in here, they mm-hmm. struggle a lot. Yes. A lot. Yes. And there's a lot of violence against a transgender people. A lot of people. violence, Yes. So uh, in Europe, we are a little bit more, I can't say 100% open-minded because I would like, there is, there yeah. is always some ignorance around, so, right. but we don't have uh, a bad life. Right. I so, mean, I didn't struggle at all. I had the support of my mom, the support of the people around. Uh, there is always, in the school, I had some people who was uh, trying to drag me down, yeah. had to push me down, uh, you know, yeah. It, it's always like this, yeah. you know. But we are a little bit more open in uh, in Europe, That's, much more. Yeah, I totally, I, I see where you're coming from because my parents are not American. My mom's British. And, okay. Yeah, my dad's South African. And, in England, even more. Yeah. Oh, God, it's amazing in yeah. that, the mentality. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I was def- I was raised by very open-minded parents as well. That's amazing. Very different um, values than a lot of um, sometimes I see here in America, you mm-hmm. know. So I really appreciate that. Yeah, it's rare in USA, and it's a shame because USA would be could be a, such a beautiful country mm-hmm. if the things would work a little bit better. Yeah. Especially when it comes to transgender. Yes. Yes. Know. But I feel like we're making we're making progress. It's slow. Very slow. It's very slow. Yeah, very but- slow, but. We're gonna we're gonna go in there. Yeah, I'm not sure that we're gonna see. Yes, but you know. Yeah, I hopefully mean, hopefully the the road is gonna be quite smooth for the right. the new generation. Right. I mean, so so I've been in the industry for about 20 years now, and okay. I've seen like a huge change because, and I was just having a conversation with uh, my my other guest, Diarclight, about this, mm-hmm. and um, you know, 10 years ago, you would have never seen a quote unquote mainstream female performer do a trans scene like ever it would have been bad for their career or whatnot and now you've got you know some a lot of girls that you know you would consider a mainstream performer like jessica drake like mercedes carrera um doing trans scenes and being very open about it and i feel like that's really shown the shift um that people are starting to see and you've got big companies like MindGeek who started trans angels you know i mean that it was a very straight company Mm -hmm. um and is from what I can see, that industry specifically, the trans um, porn industry, is just blowing up. That seems to be the fastest growing industry in right. the adult world right now. Yeah. Is this that- year is, uh, is going a little bit better, yeah. So we can see a little bit more uh, of us uh, in the mainstream. That's true. Yeah. yeah. And then also, too, there was um, – so there was – there's been a couple of things in the mainstream news. And I know that you were just quoted um, on from ABC Online regarding uh, Nicole Maines, who is TV's first transgender superhero. And she's actually playing a transgender character, and she is transgender, on the CW show Supergirl yeah. – which is crazy because not only is that, you know, a transgender person in a mainstream role, but the CW is, they're playing to the young demographic. Yeah. That is a, like, teenager show. Exactly. So I think this uh, can uh, can actually be a good thing because the young uh, yes. the young audience will actually it's the young people that are going to see us. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So I'm very proud of this girl. Yeah. And I'm wishing her all the best in this life because she she might gonna be the one who is gonna do something good. Yeah, yeah. And then one uh, of the ones, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and you know, she talked about how so Scarlett Johansson, who is you know a mainstream, very very famous cisgender uh, woman, um, was you know cast in a role as a transgender man in a up and coming movie called Rug and Tug. Yeah, I read about that. Yeah. Oh god. And <laughs> and the transgender community just freaked out understandably because they're like 
if you're going to have a transgender role, why don't you put a transgender trans- person exactly. in that there? That was so weird. Yeah. So, um, and then Nicole did say, and I'm, um, I'm like paraphrasing here. She said, you know, people accuse us of playing dress up for whatever reason. So to have a cisgender actor playing a trans actor, it furthers that stereotype. So, I mean, how does that make you feel? Because you definitely don't feel like you're playing dress up. Sweetheart, the, the, this is the conversation that me and my best friend always uh, have. The problem of the people thinking that we always... Uh, playing some kind of roles mm-hmm. that it's uh, just fun for us to dress mm-hmm. up, which I'm not dressing up. I'm mm-hmm. just living in my life. But it's because they have, uh, I think they miss reading by seeing all this uh, uh, transvestite. Mm-hmm. Let's say that they are not, uh, help me, <laughs> they are not well educated yet about yes. our gender. Right. You know, obviously there is some kind, some guys who for fun, they dress up and stuff. Right. And they always uh, link uh, the transvestite and the transsexual. They are a little bit confused. There is right. a little bit confusing around. Yeah. like So, the men, so like men dressing up in drag exactly. as opposed to like an actual yeah. transgender so person. There is a lot of ignorance uh, yes. down outside there. So... There really is. And you know, it's, um, I mean, I'm, I'm super liberal. I'm very open. And I always feel like I can never put myself in somebody else's position. I don't know how you feel. I don't know what your life experience is like. I have no idea what it's like to be in that position, you know? I feel exactly like you, girl. Yeah. So, but it, it kind of shocks me sometimes. So like I have a friend who I always thought was a very liberal, very open-minded person. I love this person. And um, I brought somehow the subject of transgender came up and he was just like, you know what? It's just ridiculous. I mean, like people just have too many choices these days. And I was like, really? Well, I was shocked to hear that, that come out. And, and this was somebody that I really didn't expect to hear that from. So, you know, there's still so much stigma against it. And I was just like, I feel like these people don't feel like they're making a choice. They... I mean, why would you put yourself, and you had a great, sounds like you had a wonderful experience, yes, um, you know, that. with your mom, yeah. but I know a lot of other people haven't. Why would one choose to put themselves in a position where they would be stigmatized, where they would have threats of violence against them, where their family would turn their back on them if it wasn't something that they, in their core, believed yeah. was true to who they are? Because it's a, it's a lot. It's a lot, Wendell. Um, unfortunately, we can't uh, we can't have the same experience like mine. Mm-hmm. There is some people who struggle a little bit more. It's uh, it's all about the mentality. Mm-hmm. Not anyone can have. Uh, we cannot expect from anyone to understand us. Yeah, we cannot expect. Have you found since you've moved out to um, Los Angeles, or I guess even America, are you? Do you find that you're getting? Um, like, are you having more, are people looking at you weird? Are people giving oh, you sweetie. shit out here compared I, to like when you were in Europe? Let's say that in here there is more, uh, um, there is a lot of mask. Mm-hmm. People tend to wear a lot of mask. Mm-hmm. When it comes to trans transsexual, everything is cool when it's indoor. Mm-hmm. When it comes to outside, I struggle a little bit more. Mm-hmm. People why why I think they... Uh, they could accept me a little bit more Mm -hmm. because I meet them indoor all the time. They have a problem to to kind of showing me around Mm -hmm. just because they are afraid to be judged by the people. So So like privately, they may be like, oh, I'm fine with you. But then going out in public, it's like, I don't want to be seen with you. People are going to look at me weird. And I'm talking about even fans, some of the fans that I met. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure you probably have fans who are definitely want to hide the fact that they're into trans porn. And it's upsetting because... uh, Come on. Yeah. If uh, you don't come out and uh, you say what you think, how can you expect that other people can accept us? Yeah. This is the problem of the world. Yeah. That's why it's not working well yet. Because yeah. people doesn't know how to say the truth. Yeah. Because they're, I mean, if they're afraid of what other people would think about them being even in the company of a trans person, how do you feel a trans person but feels? Even when it comes to our in the, my industry, the mm. porn industry. It's it's like this. A male performer cannot work with a transsexual. Mm-hmm. If he work with a transsexual, he cannot work anymore in the in the straight industry. It's not fair. Yeah. No, Why you, that? 
You're absolutely right. And this was, you know, D.R. Clayton and I were talking about this because he's somebody who does work with trans people and has done some straight. And there is a lot of inherent, um, there's a lot of inherent like a uh, bias against yeah. uh, trans transgender people and gay people in the straight industry. And it was interesting because he said to me, he said, you know, the one thing that I didn't realize coming into the porn industry, I thought coming into the porn industry, it was going to be a very open Both sexual yes. place because we're all sexual deviants. Exactly. We all like to have sex. For, so he thought that he would be accepted for his, um, his, you know, uh, his sexual orientation. Yeah. And he found that he absolutely wasn't. He did a transgender scene. He reached out to a very big agency to try to get signed. And they That's asked him off the bat, they said, have you done a transgender scene? And he That's said, yes. Ridiculous. And they said, we will not represent you. That's ridiculous. Yeah. It is ridiculous. And um, I mean, how do you feel about like, you know, when you see, you know, some girls that won't work with people who have worked with transgender people, um, you know, citing that maybe it's a, it's a, um, you know, they try to say it's a, a testing thing or, or whatever their reasons are. Is there, what do you, how do what you. What do you mean? Say it again. Sorry. So like, you know, there'll be straight female performers okay. that won't want to work with a guy mm-hmm. who's done trans scenes yeah. because he's done trans scenes. I don't, unfortunately, the, the, the performer, I believe that every performer in the industry, they are open mind. The mm-hmm. problem is that they are, uh, they need to follow the rules of the people who they're going to pay them. Okay. So, so you think it's, it's not m- even their fault. Them? It's more like. It's uh, the fault of the production producer, whoever is the agent, behind. Maybe yeah, the fans. agent. Of course. Yeah. I don't believe that the fans uh, would have any problem to see. Girl, who doesn't have a fantasy to see a transsexual having a sex with a female mm-hmm. or to have uh, to see a threesome female male a transsexual? Mm-hmm. Come on, it's something erotic. So I don't think it's the fans' fault. It's uh, the agent, the producer, not everyone, obviously. Mm-hmm. Not everyone. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I think, but I've definitely seen it with fans though. You know, I've seen them like turn on people for, but, but you know, I mean, fans are like, they can turn on you for, I mean, I've seen fans turn on girls for doing IR scenes. Yeah, yeah exactly. You know what I mean? Like yeah. anything outside of like, because sometimes I think that fans feel like, especially if they're really, really devoted, they feel like they almost own you in a weird yeah, way. Exactly. That's true. And they get to like dictate like what you do yeah. and who you have sex with. And if you, if you, work outside of whatever little box the they cycle. want to put you yes. in, then, you know, that offends you're, you're their doing personal wrong. Yeah, I know. sensibilities. Yeah. yeah. Um, what, um, what advice would you give to like a new, a transgender person coming into the industry? Like what, is there anything that you Don't wish you had uh, known when, uh, eight years ago that you know now? Eight years ago. Oh God. First of all, eight years ago, I was much more naive than now. Mm-hmm. Now my mind is, uh, it's all open and understood how everything works, mm-hmm. how the people are. So an advice, if you really want to do porn, if you're sure 100% that you want to do porn, mm-hmm. uh, you are accepting the bad, the downside of doing porn, mm-hmm. make sure that nobody's going to use you. Make sure that you're going to get paid well. Mm. Make sure that the people doesn't want to just use your image and pay you just a few little money because remember... When you do a scene with somebody, they're going to make money for a lifetime. Mm-hmm. And you're going to pay, get paid one time. Mm-hmm. So And start and to do you your own content. You can't take that stuff off the internet. Exactly. And you put yourself out in a way that a lot of um, producers and directors don't. You know, you're not, you're more visible. I mean, I put myself out there a lot, my face, but there's a lot of directors that don't necessarily or don't show their face at all. Yeah, exactly. And so they won't have that stigma <laughs> follow them if they decide to leave the industry. Whereas like you will always have that. You will always be out there. My suggestion is to the girls, if you really want to make money, you want to do porn, focus on your own stuff. There are so many websites in there Mm -hmm. that they give you opportunity to make your own money, but they take just a little percent. Mm -hmm. So you can do- Like OnlyFans. Exactly. I'm on OnlyFans as well. Yes. So I'm focusing on Yes. (laughs) It it became such a big platform. I know. Oh, Lord God. Yeah. It's been great, actually. It's been really great to see, you know, I've been in the industry a long time, like I said, and it's been great to see the way that the internet has given the power back into the hands of the performers. And now they don't necessarily need to work for another company or get hired by a director. I mean, if you want to put, if you're in the beginning, uh, obviously you need to become somebody. You want to put your name out there. You want to put your name. So 
it's a right to work right. with someone, but choose the right people. Right. Respect yourself and make the people respect you. Right. Are you very picky about who you work with? Very what companies? Picky. I don't work for anyone. Oh, really? No way. No. I'm very picky. So do you only shoot, like, who? where do people find you? Uh, I shot, I have my website. Okay. But I'm focusing more on my OnlyFans.com slash Shiva Paradis. So I'm, uh, in the beginning, obviously, I worked for uh, the, the big producer like mm-hmm. Joy Silvera, Joy Sin, uh, for Trans 500, uh, you know, I worked for different mm-hmm. big, pro- but as soon as your name is uh, up in there, mm-hmm. you build up your own audience, mm-hmm. you have your fans. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you're focusing on your stuff because you want to make money. You right. don't want to be in the industry until you're going to be all uh, wrinkling and, <laughs> you know, yeah. I want to save up my coins. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, that's that's smart. I mean, yeah, I mean, you really see like people coming into the industry now as more as like entrepreneurs, like really looking at it as a business, you know. Yeah. Some, well, it is a business. It is. Because obviously this is what I do. Right. Right. 24 hours. Yeah. That's what I do yeah. for now, but yeah. I don't want to be forever. Yeah. I want us focusing on other stuff in my future. So. Like opening up a good Italian restaurant in Maybe LA? It can be an idea. <laughs> <laughs> so you really, okay, so now you literally do not ever work for other production companies or are you just very picky about uh, now the Now I'm, I'm becoming more picky. Okay. If somebody, if somebody really wants me to work with them... I have my price, okay. which is not the regular price of other uh, uh, girl because right. I don't really need. I make my my money. Right. So do I'm you not... want? Do you ask to have some control over the production as well? Do you want to like have some say in the scenario? Obviously, if you work for uh, other production, you can't you can't speak up that much. Mm. Obviously, you can say I don't like the guy that I work mm-hmm. with, uh, but you can't really have the control of the things. You mm-hmm. can say your stuff. I'm not comfortable to do that. I'm not comfortable to do that. Mm -hmm. So that's another advice that I give to the new Mm. performer. Just, you know, speak up and say what you don't like, what you don't like. Don't feel like, uh, oh, my God, I'm getting paid. I have to do what he wants because otherwise he's not going to see me um, professional. Mm -hmm. Because you can be professional and speak up and say stuff that you don't like as well. Of course. So, you know, getting paid doesn't mean that you, you are a slave, that you need to do everything. Right. You right. know, um, so what was the question? <laughs> um, I think you answered it. Okay. I, kind of, I sort of forgot. But... Sometimes I speak about so many things because oh. my brain is always thinking about hundred things. Yeah. And I'm believing I hear you. Um, yeah. No, it was just a question of whether or not like you were ever working for any other production. Oh, I will, for yourself. sure. Yeah. I'm actually uh, hoping to, the only company that I'm wishing to work uh, since now that I moved to to USA, I'm hoping to work for Kink. Okay. That's the production that uh, is missing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm sure they'll, so, they'll love yeah, you. Yeah, no, no, no. They asked me to in the past, but because I didn't, uh, I was in Europe. Uh, mm-hmm. Now I'm here, I'm sure yeah. it's going to be much more easy. Yeah. So. And just for those of you who don't know, kink.com is probably the biggest, actually not probably, is the biggest it, yeah. fetish exactly. kink uh, website, I would say, online at yes, all. Yes, it is. Yeah, and they're based out of San Francisco, correct? San Francisco, yes. And yeah. it's known everywhere, girl, even in yes. Italy. Yeah. Everywhere in the world. Yeah. So, yeah. So, how did you get into porn? Um, let's say that it's something that, uh, it was unexpected. Mm. So, <laughs> I moved, I was living in in Italy mm-hmm. and uh, uh, my mom passed away, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I wanted to change my life. So, mm-hmm. and I wasn't uh, happy about what I was doing in Italy. I was actually a nurse girl. Oh, really? Can you expect, did you, can you imagine? I believe it. I honestly, my mom was a nurse. I was a nurse. I was very unhappy about my job. So I decided to move to London mm-hmm. in England. From there, uh, I was starting to do some modeling. Mm-hmm. And one of the picture that was online, uh, I don't, I don't remember if he was on Twitter or Facebook. Mm-hmm. Anyway, one producer, I don't remember if he was Jay Silvera or Joy Sin. Mm-hmm. He contacted me. I started to do my first scene. And then from there, here I am. So what was your first scene like? And who was it with? I was, I don't remember. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know, it's so funny. So I many don't people remember. don't remember who their first I remember scene. You're not just the only one. I was shaking. I was so insecure. Mm. I was so shy. Mm-hmm. So... Um, but I did it. Yeah. 
And they, I sold it. I, they, they were selling like a crazy. So, were you a top or a bottom in that? And the first thing seen, I think I was, I was versatile. Okay. Now I'm more a top. Okay. I prefer to do more domination. Mm-hmm. I can but, see that. Yeah. You have a strong personality. Yes, I see I that. <laughs> in the beginning, I was uh, still uh, unsure right. about what to do in the industry. Right. But uh, yeah, I w- it was a versatile. I was versatile. Do you feel that you have grown up sexually in the industry? Like it's helped shown you show you who you are sexually and yes. what you like and what you don't like. Anything I do now for my OnlyFans, any scene I do that I shoot, it's all about what I like. Mm. If I don't, if I don't feel the moment, I don't uh, keep recording. I mm-hmm. ask the director to stop. Mm-hmm. Because I don't feel it. I need to feel it. Yeah. Because if you feel the moment, if you're really into that things that you, the during the scene, the fans will feel the same. Uh, I agree That's with you. That's what they love. I agree with you. I think fans really can see an authenticity. Yes, exactly. So you really want your scenes to be authentic. Yes. You don't want to just go there, like moan and groan. No, no, there your is check, no fakeness, nothing. Right. What I do, it's all uh, in there. It's all uh, clear. Yeah. What are your fans like? Ah, they are a mix. Uh, some of them, they can be a little bit creepy. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> some, of, some of them, they're really nice. Mm-hmm. They like to please me. They like to spoil me. Mm-hmm. And it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. What Do you have any like good, creepy, weird fan stories? Uh, when I was in London, I used to... I Somehow my number was... Uh, uh, some of one of my fans find out my private number. Mm-hmm. I don't know how mm-hmm. I had to change it. So he was sending me picture, and he found out even where I lived. Oh no! So he was sending me picture of the number outside the door. Oh, that's so creepy! And say I just passed out, passed your your door, and every night uh, he knew what time I was coming back, and he was leaving stuff. It could be. A Ferrero Rocher, it could be a bottle of champagne, it could be a rose, uh, it could be a note. Girl, I was so scared. Yeah. Because uh, it's not like uh, you say, um, he appreciates uh, my things and he just sent me one thing. You could tell that he was stalking you. Yeah, of course. And He's inviting your private yeah, space. Exactly. Did you tell him um, that you weren't cool with it or did you just ignore I him? I never knew who he was. Oh, okay. Because it was all about... Uh, Sometimes he was changing number. He was sending a picture from every day from a different number. Oh, wow. Because I was blocking him. Right, right, right. So every time he was changing number. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how these people can manage to, 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 to keep up with this stuff. So if you are a fan, be nice. Yeah. Do not creep me out because it's <laughs> not nice. <laughs> Did you have to move? I mean, uh, no, I actually stayed in there. I I asked a friend to live with me for a while to mm-hmm. feel a little bit more comfortable. Right. Then suddenly it stopped. Right. Okay. So yeah. So but I'm I'm sure a lot of people, a lot of performer had the same. Uh, creepy experience yeah uh, you know it's normal you put out the, yourself out in there mm-hmm. and it's normal that uh, between those uh, thousand people some people uh, is a little bit mental mm-hmm. so you know do you find that the majority of your fans are quote-unquote straight men i don't believe in um um sexual label okay i don't believe that there is a straight people in the world mm-hmm. you know our sexuality, our fantasy change. Mm-hmm. The more we grow up, the more we change the things that we like. Mm-hmm. When I was seventeen, I was uh, I was not, I, I would never expect to 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 like the things that uh, I like now. Mm-hmm. You you know what I mean? Yeah, like, like can you give me some the last year, an example. Uh, when I was a teenager, I used to feel very insecure around the female. Mm-hmm. Because I wanted to be perfect. Mm-hmm. I wanted to look as much as possible girly. Mm-hmm. So I was feeling insecure. Uh, if I had a sex with a guy and he was mentioning uh, a girl, I was feeling insecure. Mm-hmm. I was never expecting to feel attracted to a, gen, a female. Uh, to a female. Mm-hmm. Now I have a sex with a female. Mm. I became more open mind. Mm-hmm. I'm actually bisexual. If mm-hmm. we want to label uh, right. my sexual preference, okay. let's say that uh, um, every year I discover part of my sexuality. Mm-hmm. 
So I get more comfortable and more uh, um, into uh, the things that I like, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Do you find that um, you prefer – like – because I know that some people are like fluid in terms of who they like to have sex with, but they generally like to have a relationship with one specific gender, like a personal connection. Uh, if I need to choose, obviously, between a female and a guy, obviously, I'm attracted more to a guy. Okay. But I'm attracted to a situation. Okay. Like, I don't mind to have uh, um, sex with a girl mm-hmm. as long as there is a guy. Mm-hmm. I would never... I actually had... Um, uh, something new because mm-hmm. uh, two weeks ago I actually met a guy, mm-hmm. beautiful guy, girl, mm-hmm. beautiful guy. Mm-hmm. So we end up going to my room. Girl, he had a vagina. <laughs> <laughs> and to be honest, that vagina was so beautiful. I was not expecting to be wow. so turned on. Wow. Yeah, he was a trans man. And it was no. He beauty. knew you were. Tr- he knew you were trans. I di- yes, but I didn't. But you know didn't know he was exactly. Wow, that is and bizarre. It was beautiful the experience. Yeah, it was amazing. Wow, because the energy that he had, he was a guy. Yeah, he was a guy. I didn't yeah. care about what he had between uh, his legs. I didn't yeah. care. I was attracted to him. Uh-huh. So that's what I'm trying to 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 make you understand. It's uh, not right now. It's not anymore. Uh, what gender, you, what you have between your legs, if uh-huh. you are a female, genetic female, if you are a guy, I'm attracted more to the person. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I actually have a friend who, uh, you know, always considered herself, I guess, to be heterosexual, but she's now in a relationship with a woman. And she said to me, she goes, you know, it's not about whether or not she's a man or a woman. It's exactly. just this chemistry the and this chemistry, connection that we energy. have. Yeah. yeah. So it's not about like the genitalia. Exactly. Um, and that's what I'm, I'm hoping that people will understand. Right, right. To not judge by just a gender or stigma that we we keep having, a transgender or whatever it is. Let the people be. Yeah. You know, Let get them... to know the people and then you can judge if the person is a bad person or not. But yeah. don't judge just by the stigma, by all these stupid things that people was putting in your head. Right. You know. Right, right. Um, so I actually, uh, have a question for you from sure. Twitter, uh-huh. um, from a, uh, from a fan, uh, Melanie, who identifies as a trans woman asked if, uh, you have plans on getting gender reassignment surgery. And if you are, would you do porn post that surgery? Let's say that, um, I'm okay with myself. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with my penis. Okay. I'm in peace. <laughs> You're in peace with your penis? I can't never say never, obviously, mm-hmm. because uh, mm-hmm. I don't uh, uh, I don't close any door. Mm-hmm. So maybe one day, mm-hmm. if I will feel like, I might do it. Mm-hmm. For now, I'm okay. So and you... if I will do it, maybe, I hope, I hope I'm going to have my own business and I, I changed my life completely already. Mm-hmm. So... No, I wouldn't be still in the porn industry. Okay. If I yes. Understood. Mm. Um so you so have you always like been comfortable with ha- keeping a penis? Like is that or was that uh, something that you thought about you want to get rid of before? Teenager, but no, I wasn't comfortable. No. Okay. Because uh I was still uh, I didn't build up all this uh, confident. Mm-hmm. You know, you are in the beginning. Mm-hmm. You still feel insecure mm-hmm. who you are, why you are different, mm-hmm. uh, and all this stuff. Obviously, now as a grown woman, I feel more confident in my body, mm-hmm. and I'm okay with my penis. Mm-hmm. When I was a teenager, I wasn't. Mm-hmm. I was going to actually um, do the operation, the mm-hmm. surgery. I even went to the doctor, mm-hmm. but then I was too scared because everything was uh, an unknown world. So, yeah, you know. Yeah, I mean, because there's, I mean, it's still like a, it. I mean, people still have um, like bad surgeries, right? Oh God, I heard so. I have so many friends who had so many bad experiences. So many bad experiences. Yeah, that's got to be terrifying. Yeah. So you know, if if one day I'm gonna choose uh, to 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 become a post op. Mm-hmm. I will make sure that the doctor is going to be the best, mm-hmm. no matter how much it's going to cost. I will make sure that it's the best. Do you think that um, getting in the porn industry and building up a fan base and, you know, becoming a star in your own right, 
um, made you more comfortable with having a penis? Like, kind of legitimized for keeping sure, it? For sure, the porn you were like, industry made me stronger. Yeah. For sure, the porn industry made like, me understand. Because you're like, people like this. Like, yeah. people are into this. Like, this is actually an asset for me, whereas before, maybe it wasn't. Yeah. My fans made me more stronger when it comes to my sexuality and my penis. You're yeah. right. Yes. Do you find that, um, like, they're very supportive of you? Um Let's say that fans support a little bit everyone. Mm -hmm. So I don't really uh, look, uh, uh, I don't, I mean, the support of my fans is important. Right. But it's not necessarily. Right. You understand? Yes. yes. So I do my stuff because I like. Mm -hmm. I put uh, I put it, the, my stuff down out there mm -hmm. to make the people enjoy. My enjoyment is to see people enjoy. Mm -hmm. So the support of my fans is important, mm -hmm. but it's not necessarily. So you don't get your self-esteem from like, uh, the way that they really. see you? Right? Not really. Okay. Um, what, uh, oh God, what was my next question? I had it down. Damn it. Damn it. Next page. <laughs> I, no, I saw it on one page. Um, oh, okay. Now I remember. What, uh, what are some, okay, so if someone's, they're new to you, right? They've just discovered you. They want to check out some of your scenes. What would you recommend they should go see? Like, what are some of your strongest scenes that you're very proud of? My recent scene. Okay. I was actually two months ago in Prague. Mm -hmm. I've been shooting such a beautiful scene. Mm -hmm. The majority of them are still uh, under editing. Okay. But one of them is out. Okay. And all the new stuff they can be available on my OnlyFans. Mm -hmm. OnlyFans.com slash Eva Paradis. And obviously they can find me on all the social media. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, but mainly I'm focusing on OnlyFans right now. So you shot that scene for your OnlyFans? Yes. I mean, I have my team who right. shoots so stuff you for have, me. So you have a yeah, team yeah, yeah, that yeah, shoots yeah. it. You're not exactly. like the person who just sticks like a phone no, in no, a no. hotel I room. Do, and no. like I do even some kind of stuff like this, mm -hmm. like, uh, you know, POV yeah, uh, with a phone. Yeah, some people like the amateur. Uh, but they, they love this stuff, even mm -hmm. amateur. But I do have a lot of professional stuff. I do have my own team. What? Um, who was in the scene and why is it your favorite? Because the story, because uh, the situation... I can't spoil the scene that they are not out, so I'm not okay. going to say who is going to be in the scene. Okay. The first scene is out in there, so if okay. the people want to see, just go follow my OnlyFans. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So do you prefer um, the types of scenes that have, like, the bigger, more production value behind it, or do you prefer the amateur scenes? Do you like to do dialogue scenes? Do you like to do features? I What's your favorite? Uh, I don't think uh, it's important for a scene to, to have a big story, because end of the day, girl, when a man is horny... <laughs> Is not going to fucking care about what the doctor is saying. Uh, what's the story? She want to see a cock appear, you know. Appear. Oh, God, it's so you true. You know what I mean. I know exactly when what I you When I speak mean. with my fans, uh, even when I meet them sometimes, uh, say, oh, my God, I love that scene. So I tend to say, what did you like about? I didn't watch the full scene. I was just skipping and yeah. go straight yeah. to the, the cam shot. So, you know. Yeah. It's funny because I, I joke about this all the time with other performers. You know, I work for a lot of companies that put a lot of emphasis on the dialogue and the setup and the scenario and I got to build Point sets less. super complicated <laughs> and we spend so long on that part right. and then not that long on the sex and we all laugh we're like we spend so much time so much effort so much money on the part that everyone they fast see. forwards through they, exactly why do we do it <laughs> <laughs> Let's say that that part is more for us. Yeah, yeah. it's true. You know, if it's I'm watching, you. if I'm watching yeah. the scene that I directed, I watch the intro, the dialogue, and then the and then sex scene, and then I turn forward. it off because exactly. I'm like, I know what happens <laughs> there. But it's yeah, it's so funny. It's like the complete opposite. Yes, exactly. and it just makes me laugh. I did a scene once for oh, it was an 18 hour day, and we spent. 15 hours shooting the inch, all the intro stuff. That's a lot. Girl. Oh, it was horrible. Oh, it was God. literally the worst day ever. And then by the time we got to the scene, it was like 11 o'clock at night and the performers were so fucking tired oh, that God. the sex scene was just terrible. Like the guy couldn't keep his dick hard and it was just like, so it's like the most important part of the scene was the worst part we because we spent so long on the of beginning. Course. Girl, when I shoot a scene, when I was in Prague two mm -hmm. months ago, I managed to shoot Every day, three scene. Each day, three scene. Wow. So you know, yeah. I don't, uh, I don't focus a lot in uh, 
acting. Uh, you know, I did. Uh, I think on my on my OnlyFans, uh, the step brother is out. Mm-hmm. So I made the you know the the, the classic story. Everyone's the gonna throw the little faux porn, you know, faux incest in there. <laughs> but you know, yeah, the main part is focusing on. Uh, Enjoying the sex, right? Enjoying that beautiful uh, guy. So you were shooting three scenes a day, yes. And are you topping on all of those scenes? Uh, mm, yes. So topping you... the majority of the scene, only one scene. I think I'm bottoming. Okay, so you have to get your dick hard and perform and come three, three times, times in a day, and exactly. that was not a problem for you. Um, let's say that the last scene, the third one, I was struggling a little bit more. Yeah. Because yeah. you can come once, you can come twice, yeah. but the third time, girl, I know. there is nothing there anymore. Yeah. <laughs> You're just playing <laughs> <Nothing>. out dust. <laughs> <laughs> nothing in that. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, it was exhausting. I can it was imagine. exhausting. Because, you know, for the... I think that's why I did the bottom scene, because I couldn't manage mm-hmm. to to get uh, that horny and hard. Right. So I say, okay, fuck yeah. me. Yeah, no, understandably, mm-hmm. you know, and I always say that um, I have so much respect for, and I guess in this case, I shouldn't say the men in porn, I should just say the penis is important because they, the penises have to do a lot of work. God, it's hard uh, And you uh, can't fake it, exactly. you know? We can throw some lube on and be like, I'm oh so my God, I'm so wet. Oh, I feel so ah. good. And it's like, more lube, please. But the guy actually has to perform. Exactly. Or, sorry, and the penis actually has to perform. And for it's very hard. Yeah. It shows everything. So if we are not attracted to the person, the penis will not go up. Yeah. And trust me, don't. It doesn't matter if you take Viagra or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's so many times I took a Viagra, but girl, I didn't have any chemistry with the person. Viagra doesn't work if my brain doesn't con- doesn't send the signal to <laughs> my penis. <laughs> That's what I've you heard. Know. Yeah, that Viagra only works if to help keep the erection going. But if you can't get it in the first place because exactly. you can't get to that place, it does nothing. It does nothing to you. Yeah. So you know. Yeah, yeah. God, you're so fun. <laughs> I was you. so nervous to come in here. You're such a lovely person. Aww. I swear. Oh, thank you. Yeah, so you so when I first met you it was at the TA Awards, yes. which I was hosting. Mm-hmm. And um I was super overwhelmed. It was my first time hosting and um I really kind of didn't know what I was doing, but you were saying that um you felt I was kind of cold there. So I feel I, so bad about that. No, because and then I realized that obviously the seat, you can't judge a person by those kind of environment mm-hmm. because who can be yourself mm-hmm. in there come yeah. on yeah. so much noise around uh, uh, the show you mm-hmm. can't really show yourself we met in front of a camera yeah. it's not like we had a few minutes to speak right. outside exactly we met right in front of the camera yeah exactly <laughs> and then so for those of you who don't know the T awards are the transgender erotica awards yeah which I hosted for Miniveds um, earlier this year. And so it was a challenge for me on a couple of different levels. First of all, like, um, you know, I had never hosted a show before in my life. So there was that. And secondly, it, you know, and as I had mentioned before, there is such a massive divide between the straight porn industry and the trans and the gay industries that normally when I go to like a, a straight porn awards, I know everyone there. Like I have personal history with them. I've shot them. I've spent a lot of time with them. So yeah, I know what to talk about. I didn't know anybody. The only person I knew was Buck Angel. Yeah. And I had been desperately trying to get some trans stars onto my podcast before that show because I was like, I don't know anyone. I don't know anything about the trans community. So you had so much pressure. Yeah, I felt like kind of like a fraud. I was like, yeah. why did they pick me? I don't know anything about this. I don't know anything about these people. Yeah, I, I don't know anything about this industry. And so I felt like, so, and I was like, I need someone to come on and like educate me and like tell me what's going on because I also too I don't want to misspeak I mean you know I know there's a lot of ignorance um, you know around the trans community and I'm you know I'm a straight cisgender woman so like I'm super ignorant and I wanted to learn about it and I try to get like um, I tried to get Chanel Santini on. I tried to get uh, Jesse Dubai on, yeah. and like it just like didn't work. The only person I got on was Buck, yeah, um, who was great. But you know, I so I just yeah, I felt so out of. And you're actually the first transgender woman I've been able to get on the show. Oh, yes. I've been trying, <laughs> and I haven't been able to get one on the show. It's a pleasure. So now I feel. Uh- Privilege. Yes, you sure. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, no, it's 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 awesome to have you on. And you know, I, I always love to learn about um different people and about uh different parts of the industry and that's how you 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 actually open up your mind mm-hmm. more. 
Absolutely. The more people you meet, the more yes. you understand things. Yeah. It's like the food. If you don't try, how can you know if you like, if it's your taste or not? That's true. You know. Yeah, absolutely. So people before to judge, yes. try. Yeah. Go inside that world. Understand how is the world. Understand yeah. how we are. Yes. Understand how we live. Understand what we feel. Mm-hmm. And you understand know. too that you are just like me and the rest exactly. of us. We're all We're human all beings. We're all the same. Yes. We're all the same. Yeah. Sexually, we do different things. Yes. That's all. That's okay. It's all about preference. Right. What we like. Right. That's exactly. why That's why the world is amazing because we're all single person mm-hmm. who likes different things. Mm-hmm. So let the people live. Yeah. That's Life what, is short. Yes. And that's kind know. of what I love about the adult industry and and learning because sexuality is so multifaceted exactly. and there's so many different, and especially since the internet has come out, you know, and allowed this platform for all these different people to explore what they mm. might be interested in and explore what they might like. It's just like, there's so much out there and, you know, people are so fascinating and sexuality yeah. is such a core part of our, of who we are as people, it you is. know? And it's just, um, it's so interesting to see how it plays out in different people in different ways. Right. It's just um yeah, so it's so it's a real pleasure to have you here. It was my pleasure to 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 be here with you. Thanks. Thank you. <laughs> so um can you tell uh people who may have just discovered you where they can find you okay, online? So they can follow me on my onlyfans.com slash Eva Paradis on my Twitter at Eva Paradis Triple X on my Instagram. I adore Instagram, I'm always in there, so at Eva Paradis. That's all. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having me again, sweetie. And you guys can follow me at Holly Randall on Twitter and Instagram. And if you want to support this show, go to patreon.com slash Holly Randall Unfiltered. I also have my new YouTube channel up, youtube.com slash C slash Holly Randall Unfiltered, where I put up all of these interviews on video. And if you can go into the iTunes store and rate and review me, that would help me so much and that will push me up in the ratings and um, that will just make this show that much better. So thank you guys and we'll see you next week. Bye. Well, that was a really informative show. I loved having her on. I loved how open and honest that she was about, you know, her place in this world as a transgender woman. And what was really interesting to me was seeing how different her perspective is coming from Italy compared to some of the transgender performers that I've met here in America. She luckily seems to have grown up with a mother who supported her, supported her transition. And so she seems to have a much more balanced and healthy view on her situation than a lot of other performers do, which, you know, really isn't their fault. They were subject to the prejudices and the fears of people around them who, you know, don't understand what it's like to feel that you were born into the wrong gender. Which I also don't personally understand, which is why I love having people like her on to kind of, you know, really clarify um, what that's like and to really shed light on, um, you know, being in a life where you have to make these incredibly difficult decisions to try to become the person that you think you are as opposed to the person that you know, you were born as. And so I see her story as very inspirational and I thank her so much for enlightening us. Next week on the show, I have the brilliant Mercedes Carrera. She is a quote-unquote mainstream porn star who is not only extremely intelligent, but also does what we call crossover work. So she works not only in the straight porn industry, but she also does transgender porn as a cis woman. And um, she's going to tell us what that is like, um, the stigma that she may or may not face, and also, too, what it was like to go from being somebody who worked in aerospace engineering to porn. So I'm very excited to have her on the show. She is a brilliant woman, and I think that it's going to be a fascinating episode. So make sure that you do not miss Mercedes Carrera next week on Holly Randall Unfiltered. Unfiltered.